Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 17. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Punxsutawney VAR for when you want to watch a PK attempt over and over and over. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. And I'd also like to welcome tonight our special guest. We are joined by one of our most active Discord members, Isaac Jensen, a.k.a. Samurai Panda. How are you all doing tonight? Well, good. Awesome. Fantastic. Isaac getting to jump on Blaine for the welcome. Very nice. Well, I remember last time there was a pause, so I just said to jump <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, excited to have you with us uh, tonight, Isaac. We've got a, I mean, I, we have a Seattle sandwich going on. What better way to celebrate uh, such a, a crazy, a crazy night? Like, I, I sent a message to Ashley at one point in the night, and, and I was well, probably in like, it wasn't even the final score. They might have just been four, four to four points, and uh, it was four two. Uh, yeah, so, I think it was like the seventieth minute or something. And I said, yeah. "Did someone tell Seattle that it was October?" I mean, what what happened? <laughs> uh, it was just it was just crazy. So, but I mean, I guess that's a Cascadia for you, right there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone who's joined us tonight. Uh, the social media has already been been retweeted and, and put out there in the discord chat as well so if you are listening to us right now live please do uh, go out there and share that so we can maybe get some more people coming in for this really quick turnaround for for round 17 that's coming up and also uh, if you are listening to the show on the podcast or if you're listening to us live right now if you do want to like and share uh, the youtube channel or at least like and subscribe on youtube that does help us with our metric sum uh, I actually took a poll from YouTube. It said, do you feel like YouTube values you? And I was like, no, I mean, I'm kind of small, so I don't really think you care about me. But hey, <laughs> if more people want to like and subscribe and whatever, we're here for the community building and getting out fantasy info. Uh, let's do a quick recap, as always, about how our teams did. Blaine. Yeah, uh, 87 for the round. Um, not enough to win all of my head-to-heads. Uh, I think I lost a few spots in Champions League too. I think... I don't really have too many complaints with my players. Uh, Reynoso, five, is in my captain, kind of hurt. Zella getting a five was rough. But, I mean, everything else was sixes and higher. I can't complain too much on that. Like, it's just, it's rough to have such a steady week across everybody produced, everybody yeah. I grabbed. I just, I went with uh, Martinez, Bo, and Shallowy, and I probably should have had Tati. I just didn't go that route i didn't expect quite that from new york city he's taken the pks that helped out it's just i missed out on a couple of players that had better weeks than the guys i picked but it's not like the guys i picked had bad weeks and if a couple balls break a little differently i mean you just you could see a much bigger score for any one of these guys um defense seemed to hit even though i had some rough patches trusty got a seven even though they didn't keep a clean sheet uh, Mensa ended up getting six, and I don't believe, I can't remember if um, Columbus got a clean sheet or not, but Mensa snagged me a yeah. six. Like I just, uh, Yarborough got a six without the clean sheet as well on my bench. So, I mean, it's just, I, even when I had bad picks or my defense didn't come through, they came through with bonus points. So, 87, uh, 
wish it could have been better, but I can't really complain too much. I was just off on a few of the a few players to take rather than the ones I did. All right, Ashley. Yeah, I got it 89, and I uh, feel a lot like Blaine did. Like, as I was looking at my team, I was like, well, this is going pretty well. And then I looked at my leagues, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not. Um, I picked Tati. I know I didn't get to talk about it last week, but if you guys saw in my notes, I almost captained Tati. Um, when, when we talked captain picks, I know I wasn't here, but I'd, I'd written Reynoso just because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. But then I wrote Tati, and I think I said something like, I know, or something, because I knew if I said it out loud, you guys would have been like, what are you talking about? Um, I didn't, and I wish I had. Yeah, Reynoso, I think for everyone that captained him, that's got to be the low point of your week. Um, that was a pretty big, big bummer to me. Um, but I, I hit a lot of places I was happy with. Um, I got three shutouts. Um, I had Chaloui, I had Joseph, I gambled late, I also had this in my notes, so hopefully you didn't say it out loud, because it'll throw me under the bus, but uh, I really pushed, and I saw I saw Panda talking about this a little too, the Nico Ladero start, I was really, really wanted to gamble on it, selfishly, I, I don't think I'm going to get Champions League this round, so I just kind of wanted to gamble, and I did, and he didn't start, but I put Joao Paulo in, who got 11, and I am never going to shake my head at an 11, so... Um, that worked out okay. Um, it's a little outside of my my normal play, but it, it worked out, so I'm happy with that. Um, and then the only other thing I was really disappointed about was my keeperu. Um, I talked myself out of Marcinkowski for no reason, but I did. And then everybody I picked after that just bombed. Tyler Miller bombed, and then I put in Joe Willis, who bombed. So I didn't get hardly any points back there, but uh, that's the name of the game for me this year with keepers is just <laughs> picking the wrong ones. So. Yes, for myself, I got 85, and I agree with, with you, Blaine, that uh, for I look at my team and I think, well, you know, those scores aren't horrible, but at the end of the day, when I have an 85, I lost all three of my head-to-heads. I was like, eh, is the only thing I can I can be left with this. I screwed up my keeper room because I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I thought I was going to lose more points, and I actually did. I only lost three. I had Johnson on the bench and Yarborough on the field, so not, not too bad there. Otherwise, I activated all three. Of my substitutes for my switcheroo, had Nathan coming in, had Morales come in, had Shallowy coming in for 27 points coming off of my bench right there. Uh, I did have Tati, not captained. I went with the Reynoso captain, uh, which is good because I almost went with, well, I almost went with the Joseph captain, which would have given me about four more points, but uh, it was close. I, I had Rusnak, I had Moreno, I had a trusty on the back, I ended up going with that, so... Uh, not not horrible. My lowest scoring point was uh, four on my defense, then um, five with Moreno. So a lot of not awful scores. I just didn't hit some of the big people that went off, like like Sapong or or um, or Jopalo. So anything, anybody like that. So, uh, but yeah, 85. Not not horrible. I think I actually went up in rank, but I'm not quite into the Champions League either. Um, so eh, it's kind of okay. I see a lot of people. With that in, in chat right now, we got some high 90s, got got some low 90s, mid mid 80s, and I think that just sort of is a testament to the listeners of the show and, and you guys as, as players and followers is we can have what might be a really respectable score, but depending on where we are in the overall ranks, you're like, eh, that's not really what I was looking for, and you might have gone down. Uh, what about you, Panda? Uh, I had a, I would say, pretty good week, 94 points. Uh, I captain Reno, so like everyone else. But besides him, my lowest score on my field was Rusnak with six. Everyone else was seven or above. 
But it was that same thing where throughout the week, I'm like, oh, hey, my player's doing well. But then I look at my ranks and I'm falling ranks somehow. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like that, that same thing uh, Wayne was saying, uh, how all the players I went with did well, but the ones I passed for those players did better. Yeah. So even though I had a pretty good week, a lot of people had fantastic weeks. Yeah. And uh, I found myself outside of the top 10 last week because I had a terrible double game week. Uh, but this this round, I went from 19th back up to 13th. So I'm trying to crawl my way back up. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. Just, I mean, that's the name of the game. Part of why it's so fun is yeah. is you can make good picks, but some of them just, just jump. You're like, ah, oh, crap. And sometimes you just you just pick pick the wrong pony and it doesn't work at all. But <laughs> uh, it looks like lots, we had a lot of good scores. A lot of us are in, in the same general area. If you hit that 85 to 90 area, you may have fallen, may have gone up. It really depends on where you are in the ranks. But you, you probably had a decent round if you were in that mid-80s mid to, to low-90s. But it just may not have been what you needed to really make make that Champions League. Fortunately, you have one more round. This is the final round of the third qualifying quarter for the Champions League. So if you're close, if you're on that bubble... Round 17 could do it for you. Let's talk about some fantasy takeaways that we had before we get into our housekeeping. Uh, Ashley. Yeah, um, I, I feel like, and this is a, a, I see it in fantasy except for Mensa, and then I see it when I watch the games. I feel like Columbus is struggling to just click lately. Yeah. Um, a double game week is a great time to get that back. I don't know if I want to go heavy on them, but that's just a takeaway that I had looking at their scores and watching them this week. Um, NYCFC in New England, I think, there's almost almost every week there's someone from those teams that you have to have in your lineup lately. Um, they're doing well MLS-wise. They're producing really well fantasy-wise. Um, it, it's kind of hard to know who's going to hit with them because they tend to rotate a little bit on a double. Um, but I really liked how they looked this weekend, and I liked the points I saw from them. Um, I think it's too soon to say the Sounders slump is over, but obviously uh, I really enjoyed that. From a fantasy perspective, too, late game – Last day, you hardly ever go in road game. You're hardly ever going to go in on a team like that. And if you look at some of the points from some of these, you know, Benazé got a six and he played 10 minutes, right? Um, from a fantasy perspective, a lot of points were to be had in that game. Um, my dear friend Andrea picked up Rui Diaz on a whim and was really pissed and then really happy about it. So um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, it, we're, they're getting a lot of healthy players back. I think um, they might start to look more like the fantasy team of the first six weeks pretty soon. At least I hope so. Um, but like I said, I think it's a little too soon to say that that slump is over. So, Blaine. Yeah, that segues right into one of mine. Um, Portland <laughs> are really that bad. I, I just I, – I have not been impressed with Portland at all this season. Um, I know Blanco's been out. I know he's coming back. There's a ton of caveats you can throw into why Portland's looking the way they are. They're finding ways to score goals. They're somehow seventh in the Western Conference right now, but they've got a minus 10 goal differential. I mean, they're ahead of half of the Western Conference with a minus 10 goal differential. Like, this team is, when they're bad, they're really bad, and when they're good... They're just okay. Like I, I just don't see them beating the teams you want them to beat, and so. Well, and I also I'm, think it's hard to pick for them, right? Like I think that that's something that's made them hard for fantasy perspective is. Yeah. Knowing who, when someone does hit, it's hard to. It's not consistent. It's not the Diego Valeri's, the Blancos that we're used to. Yeah. 
and this isn't one of those teams where it's like, oh, Valeri or Blanco or whoever. I mean, Yimmy Chara, it's like they're not putting up five, six, seven in a bad game. They're putting up two and three. And when they have a good game, they may be getting you seven, eight, or nine. Like, as bad as it was last week, Reynoso still managed to get a five in a shutout game. That's not good, but that's better than a two or a three, which most other players get in that situation. Mm-hmm. Portland doesn't have that, and their their lows are so low that it's really, really hard to, to pick on there. It's like Diego Chara got a five last week, and I think he had one of the better scores for a midfielder for them. It's just you when your defensive midfielders are higher up your list, you know something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. And so Portland's really just that bad. Um, I don't know. I, I've been on Team Shallowy, and I, I kind of flip-flop back and forth. He's still got a 10 with a goal and, assi- and assist. Um, but Polito managed to get a 10 with just a goal. So that one's that race is a little wide open. Polito is your bonus point guy if that's your tiebreaker. But I think Shallowy's just he's getting it done with and without the ball. Um, he's scoring. He's getting assists. I think when you're looking for Kansas City to get on the score sheet, he's got to be your go-to there. Um, but this week, this week was just weird, in in so many ways. You had good defensive scores with no clean sheets. Um, you had late comebacks. This was just this was a rough week all the way around. Um, the other big one I have is Buchanan is filling in nicely for Carlos Heel while he's gone. He he's not that explosive scorer in fantasy that we want with heel, but he's getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And when he's getting it done, like I think he's a safe option to pick in place of heel. And I think the revolution are going to continue to roll. They went on the road to a Toronto team, which I'm not too high on, but I know other people still think this is a pretty solid team to go get the road points. And with that, I'll shout out Ryan Anderson again because he's been on the hype train a little bit. Uh, CJ Vistapong is legit to block down that starting role. Um, I know he's a single-game week guy this week, but CJ is somebody that has to be on the radar and is going to be flirting with the roster every week. We've got a few forwards that are kind of in that in that category where they're, they're consistently producing. So it's finding them on the two-goal weeks that you really need to keep an eye on it. But I think CJ has locked down that role as long as Nashville is going is going to produce like they did. All right, Isaac. All right. Uh, at the beginning of this season, I developed a new rule for fantasy, and that is never bet on or against San Jose, because you never know who's going to show up. You might expect a clean sheet. You don't get it. You might expect goals. You don't get it. Uh, but that seems to have changed a little bit recently. Their defense actually looks almost reliable week in, week out. Offense still shaky. But it's, it's ever since this Nathan dude, you know, started playing for, for San Jose and they got Youngworth out of there. Like they have just been, well, I think I haven't allowed more than one goal since he showed up per game, maybe two in one game. But it's just been, it's been this weird turnaround. Whatever tactics they're doing, it's, it's almost working. They're almost getting better results. Uh, so that's, it's, it's just, it's gone from never look at San Jose for me to maybe look at San Jose. Uh, I was very surprised well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Minnesota attack without their key pieces like Lude or Fragapane, they just look completely ineffective. I mean, Reynoso is is fantastic, but if he's got no one to get on the end of his, his passes, like there's just nothing going to happen for Minnesota. Uh, so that's that's definitely fantasy relevant. Reynoso still puts up bonus points, but if there's no one to score the goals, 
maybe worth a pass. Uh, and to kind of echo what Blaine said, Nashville Attack at Home has become must-watch for me. It's so much fun to watch. They are so exciting. Uh, it's so weird because they're so like just ineffective on the road, but at home, it's just fireworks. And I love watching it. Uh, and then as we get into even more fixture congestion, we're seeing more and more rotation. It's, it's definitely been fantasy relevant. So many people in the chat complaining like, oh, I didn't see this person wasn't in the lineup. And the uh, injury and disciplinary reporting is dreadful in this league. So you never know. You got to check those lineups. You got to check the lineups. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Three for me. I'm going to take a different stance than what Blaine did on Buchanan. Uh, he's had two okay games since coming in there uh, consistently, uh, but he's not really producing the kind of bonus points that we were getting out of heel. And so I'm not sold on Buchanan as a go-to replacement of, I want three New England players, I'm going to get Bo Buchanan and a defender. I think if you want three New England players, now you're going to get Bo, a defender, and, and a goalkeeper. So you're going to get Turner. So I, he's fine. He did well this past week, but I don't think he's going to be that consistent. He's going to be an average midfielder when you're, going for, when you're moving down from S-tier midfielder so that's that's not what i want for the fantasy guy i'd rather look at the chance for the clean sheet the double chance for the clean sheet than him so i'm not sold for round 17 for buchanan uh, one player that i am surprisingly warmed up to in direct contrast to the message i sent to blaine and ashley before the last round of it has to be reynoso captain right Klinsman's in the goal surely yep. and then stands on his head against minnesota you made very good points, though, Isaac, about some of what Minnesota's missing, but that does not, I think, take away from some of what Klinsman did during mm -hmm. that game, uh, especially that, that deflection goal. Up, oh, that was that was just nice. So one of my takeaways is, does that make him one of the better keeper-roo options for round 17? People might have been looking at San Jose for that, for that early. Perhaps Klinsman is in that mix, and I think that's something we can talk about later on but that was i think that's a nice little takeaway and, and la at the beginning of the season i was very vocal about la being just complete garbage in the back mm -hmm. getting better getting, getting I'm better not, i'm not sure klinsman is going to be the starter this week though it seemed to me that bond was on the bench so i think it might have been rotation for rest but if you remember uh, he, how greg vanny was in toronto it would go back and that's, forth those two guys that's a great point yeah it seemed like he would ride the hot whoever the hot hand literally was and that and performance that performance was good enough that maybe he should have the starting position yeah, yeah. i agree but with you he was definitely yeah. it seems like this was a a rotation start but Greg, mm -hmm. he doesn't shy away from playing the hot keeper and letting the other guy ride the bench and it's the first game so whoever is started there i think you could easily i think la's in the conversation from that holistic point but yeah that if it's cleansman i'm definitely like ooh, ooh, you're kind of you got to have confidence, buddy, right now. Uh, and then the third takeaway I have is I, I don't know if you all felt this way too. I expected more from Atlanta's attack with just the defensive woes that LAFC have been going through. Um, as I did say last week, Joseph isn't quite getting the shot production as he has in the past, so that definitely factors into some of this. But I, I just expected, I had hoped for more was happy to get the points from Joseph this week, but I, I just hope to for a little bit more uh, for this. So I'm glad I didn't go three players yep. deep into the Atlanta <laughs> into the Atlanta I, offense as I was thinking about. A lot of people did, and I managed to avoid it because I, I kind of felt that was a trap game. I mean, yeah. I was looking at the last week's results, and I felt 
okay, they beat up on Columbus, but Columbus is so broken, you almost expect anything to do that right now. Mm-hmm. And then you look at LAFC dropping four to Kansas at home. It's like, well, when Kansas is on firing on all cylinders, they're probably the best attacking team in the league. So that probably also wasn't a surprising result with LAFC being mistake prone. But statistically, LAFC still is decently defensive. So I thought, okay, Atlanta's probably going to win this, but it's not going to be a fireworks show like everyone is thinking. So I managed to avoid that one. I was hoping for a brace. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, but no, well, that's... The overall point was Atlanta isn't reliably good, yeah. whereas LEFC isn't reliably bad. Yeah. And so I thought, that's that's a weird matchup. I don't know if I want any part of it. Yeah. That's the way they put it. That's an excellent way of putting it. All right, so those are some of the takeaways that we have going into round 17, which is a quick turnaround and a massive double game week. So let's get to our housekeeping section and talk all about it. All right, housekeeping for round 17 of the MLS Fantasy season. First, as always, let's do a quick recap of our uh, MLS Fantasy Boss Network of League leaders. No real change in the classic leagues. We still have Nawajawa uh, leading the MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit Classic Leagues. Uh, Brian Coral FC leading the Discord League. And Garth Butchers is leading the Patreon Open League. Down in the head-to-head, a little bit of shifting over here. We have Sombrero FC 15-0-1 with the solid lead on the Discord head-to-head. Uh, Sombrero FC is also winning the Patreon head-to-head 13-0-3, but that is just on points. There's uh, two players tied right there with that. And then things are shaking up over in the MLS Fantasy Insider. Patreon hosts Invitational, ever-expanding title for this league. Uh, Skyler has taken the lead with a record of 13-0-3, hopped over. Mito, uh, thanks to his victory over me, I thought I was doing so well, but then his his Nashville guys really came through there at the end. And I was like, ah, crap, I think I lost by, like, I think it was 85 to 92, something like that, seven points. So it was it was rough. It was a really close game. But, yep, Skyler is leading the MLS Fantasy Insider Invitational League. So that's the standings right now. Uh, and don't forget, if you are interested in becoming a member of one of these leagues or joining our Patreon, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com to get the league info. You do have to sign up with my registration to be able to be eligible to win. And if you want to be a patron, I've got all the swag in now. I talked about it last week. I finally got the masks. I'll be posting some pictures of those on our Patreon soon. Uh, we've got gators. We've got the stickers. We've got masks and some little secret prizes, uh, some secret swag that I will be sending out this week as well. So it's all in. Uh, be sure to be a member join in august or renew in august be here i'm going to go back to the beginning of the season to make sure we get everybody because i know money gets tight times are tough things happen uh, so i'm going to honor everyone who has been a member but if you weren't and you want to uh, or you want to change your tier if you want to be eligible for some of the cool swag then head over to mlsfantasyboss.com uh, and go to the patreon link or go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash mlsfi and find out there uh, everybody who's a member in in uh, august i'm going to prioritize for getting stuff shipped out at the beginning of september so check it out as for round 17, everything starts on Tuesday. That's right. If you're listening tonight, it's tomorrow. And if you're listening to the podcast, which I'm going to get out lickety split, it is today, most likely. Uh, games kick off. Fortunately, it's West Coast time for the, those of us. Uh, it's 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with LA Galaxy versus Colorado. And then San Jose is also playing Minnesota on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. As we mentioned before, potentially interesting keeper options there, I think. 
as far as double game week goes, it's massive because everybody is on a double game week except for LAFC and Nashville. For your double home game teams, you have Miami, eh, New England Revolution, New York Red Bull, and Philadelphia. And then for your double away game teams, you have Montreal, New York City FC, Portland, Seattle, and Toronto. So everybody else is on a home away split. Those are your, your double teams there. Interesting combination, I think, right there. Some some good, some bad. Uh, I, I like I like this mix. This this is a very difficult double game week, but I like this mix. I think that's part of why it's difficult is because there's definitely some some good options here. Uh, buy teams, as we mentioned, nobody is on a buy. But if you're looking for scrub options, if you're going to try to do some switcheroos, which is hard in a double game week like this, LAFC and Houston are going to be your best bets for switcheroos. LAFC because they're on a single and they have the very last game of the round, so you can easily find some scrubs who are not going to play if you need to activate somebody off your bench or just try for something late. That might be tough if you're really trying to, to get the most out of it. So Houston is the last double game week team to play before you start to double up. So if you want to see at least one game from almost everybody, then Houston is going to be who you're going to want to have. You're going to want to watch that game to make sure your scrubs don't play and to keep your fingers crossed they don't sub on either. Uh, but that's going to let you get as much information for your preview, depending on your lineup. I mean, if you don't want to go with, I think LA plays the next day after that, so maybe you could scrub some LA players depending on how you want to do it. Uh, but uh, Houston and LAFC will likely be your best targets for switcheroo options. Uh, and those Tuesday teams, uh, everyone, LA versus the Galaxy versus Colorado and San Jose versus Minnesota are going to be your best shot for keeperoos. Uh, let's move down over to you, Blaine, for suspensions and injuries. And I know in particular people are very interested in the yellow card accumulation this week. Yeah, I wasn't able to keep up with injuries. I don't know if there were any major ones this weekend. Chat, if you've got them, throw them out at us. Um, I know Cascante for Austin picked up a red card, so he is out for the first part of this double game week. Um, that will matter. Um, he has been a big part. They seem to play worse when he's not out there. Um there, the yellow card list is growing. I do not know. I know there are some names that I've been watching on here, like Jack Price, who has got to be getting closer and closer to uh, good behavior incentive. And he got dropping, it. He got it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. He was the one that I know I was watching closest. Um, so I guess Jack Price falls off of this. But Moreno from Atlanta is on, on yellow card warning. If he picks up one in the first leg, he will miss the second game. Um, Madran for Chicago as well. Pedro Santos um, with Columbus. Uh, Franco Hara has been more of a cameo role lately, so I don't think he matters quite as much. Um, when Yama for Montreal is on there, if you're looking at that second game, he is kind of vital to the midfield and locking things down. So he could be out for that second game, depending. So if you're banking on that one, watch out for that. Uh, Tati Castellanos is on this as well. I don't know how frequently he picks up yellow cards, but he's got to four on the season so far. <laughs> enough so. to be at a warning. Yeah, enough to be. Uh, yeah, four so far. I just don't know how frequent they are or if he just does crazy stuff every once in a while when he's celebrating. Um, Edwards for Red Bulls, one of their defenders who's had a pretty decent season. Uh, Glesnes for Philly is on this list. Uh, Luis and Herrera for RSL, so that could be big. Those guys are prone to pick up yellow cards pretty frequently. Um, I see a couple more, Blaine, on Tyler's. Yeah. Real quick, can I throw oh. them for you? Yeah. 
just double game week people, like people that would, might matter. Uh, JP is on a yellow card warning um, for Seattle. Joe Paulo is. Um, Diego Rubio is on. Um, and then Duncan and Tyler wrote yes again, so I like that. Uh, and then uh, Tarek and Gasper. Okay. Is Nathan on one? Uh, yeah, and then I had, hadn't got to the San Jose. San Jose's Sorry. got five guys on him. Yeah. And that's Rometty, Chofis, Judson, uh, Espinoza, and Nathan. So uh, Espinoza, is... Judson uh, actually got the good behavior this past week. Oh, sweet. Uh, that's I nice think, to know. I think another one of theirs did, but not not Nathan. And Chofis is suspended for this first game. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know that update. So looks like uh, Rometty then is your big one that's on it so that actually that actually helps i wish mls did better with the good behavior notifications think, on here yeah i think remedy was the other one that, that fell off with good behavior let me yeah. double check here they used to they used to say how many games towards good behavior they had yeah. on this page and they don't anymore and it drives me yeah, crazy it was, it was remedy he's good okay well then san jose is not in crisis mode for game two i mean unless nathan gets the yellow the first game then uh yeah all falls apart yeah see but that's some of the beauty of it previewed my my defender section is if minnesota is still a little bit lacking you only need the points from nathan from the exactly. first game so and he he's a bp oh, machine so we all be fine all fine all right well thank you so much blaine thank you so much discord for keeping up with all of that if you are looking as we have frequently mentioned and are currently mentioning mls not fantastic with keeping up with the discord with the, with the discipline and injury reports but discord mls fantasy boss discord server is much better a lot of sleuths there uh, it is shared free for everyone so head over there if you want to check out that and lots of fun stuff that goes on we have the the player poll up right now so if you are a member and you want to vote for the your player rankings i think they're, they're pretty good uh, head over there and and participate and we it's all crowdsourced so it's it's that group thing thing yeah yeah mls would do well to keep up with discord on this topic i mean we put them to shame sure. on really yeah. <laughs> just we're there. they're getting it cheap that's what it is they're getting it cheap from us all right well that's what we have for our housekeeping now well, i know you all are here for let's talk about player picks for round 17 all right player picks for round 17 uh, first as always let's talk about the games that we are most looking forward to from a fantasy perspective or, or maybe another one just most promising games ashley yeah um i know this is going to sound like a real snooze fest but i am actually really looking forward to vancouver at austin um austin has i mean they did fairly well on the road before they got into that stadium but they've done really well defensively in that stadium so from a fantasy point perspective um, from just kind of some middle of the table, lower end of the table teams, I'm kind of interested to see when the, when those teams get together, it's hardly ever just a zero zero snore. I feel like two mid to low level teams often bring the best out of each other. If that makes sense. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to Austin's bringing in Vancouver and Portland. Um, so I'm interested to see how they fare uh, in Texas. Um, I'm also looking forward to Atlanta, Toronto, two teams that two years ago, this game would have had a much bigger implication than I think it does right now. Um, I believe, and maybe Panda knows better than I, I believe that Gonzalo Pineda is supposed to be there for that game. Um, I think uh, he's cleared his COVID. I thought he was cleared to travel. I thought I saw He's not taken over till the DC game from what I read. The DC game. Okay. Yeah, um, so not that game. Not that game. But I'm still, again, I'm still looking forward to this one in particular because it's at home, Toronto coming in. Um, I'm also looking forward to the New York Derby, and I put it in quotes because 
most Red Bull fans would never call it that, but we call it that as outsiders. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to that from a fantasy points perspective. Um, I think the NYCFC offense has just been running all over the place, and I'm interested to see if they can run through some of the teams that they're playing this week. Now, do they not call that because they would say Hudson River or that they would pronounce it Derby? Well, so I always hear and uh, Red Bull players and fans say that it's not an actual derby because they're not a real rival. Uh, DC is the rival, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's like when someone tries to say that Sounders-Vancouver is the rivalry game. Like, it is, but like no. it is, it's Portland, you know? <laughs> um, so I, that's what I hear from friends that are Red Bull fans and then the players. Dax McCarty used to go off about it. Um so yeah, those are those are the the games that I'm. There's a couple more, but I'm gonna let you guys hit them because I see that you wrote them. Blame. Yeah, this this week's stacked for some good games, and I'll leave one of mine off for Reed. But I I got to start with SKC Portland. Um, barring rotation, that's my big one, and that's why that one's so high on my list too. Is I want to see the rotation here. Burmese has been rotating all year, but if this is a full strength sporting side going into Portland or taking Portland at home. Uh, yeah, that's a huge match for me. I like RSL Houston. Um, RSL's been a or been somewhat of a powerhouse, and I think that's a game where they, you could see your RSL guys really pop off for a big score. And then to kind of finish up the week as a later one, and I've got to see if I can work some of these guys in, it's DC versus Atlanta. Um, I really like – I think both of these teams are kind of coming in a little hot. That's my wife, if you can you hear that. in your house, I, I believe yeah. you're, yeah, you're haunted. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife can be a little scary sometimes. Sure. But, uh, yeah, DC is a team that I think could take big advantage of Atlanta and the way they're playing right now. Um, DC has been, every once in a while, puts up a monster score, and I could see that, that four or five goal game coming right there with guys like Gressel coming in. Um You've got uh, Roberta and Ola Kamara who have been scoring at different times. And now DC just signed uh, Avila after he went on waivers from Minnesota. You got two somewhat hot strikers that are fighting for a spot and you just signed a big designated player to come in behind them. Uh, this is last chance for them to really solidify that spot before DC may start rotating uh, Avila in. So got to see what's going on there. But I expect those guys to come out firing on that one. Or as our good friend Ari says, Gola Kamara. Mm -hmm. uh, for myself, I'm looking forward to, to some extent, I mean, the I'm looking forward to the lineup for the L.A. Colorado game. Colorado has has definitely got some bite to them, and so, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing what, what lineup comes out there with L.A. because that's, that's uh, I think, worthy of a conversation in our next segment for for uh, Keeperu. I am looking forward to FC Cincinnati versus Montreal from, from two points of view. From a personal point of view, because I feel like this might be one of the most winnable games we've had in a little while. Um, maybe. But uh, from a fantasy point of view, uh, FC Cincinnati has a little bit of offense, a little tiny smidgen of some offense that gets off every now and then that could potentially work against Montreal, but Montreal also has some good pieces that could definitely uh, get some points against FC Cincinnati, um, even though we've been doing a little bit better, tiny, tiny little better. So uh, definitely interested in seeing in seeing that, but it is a double game week for FC Cincinnati, and I think most of the people will be betting against them, and I totally get that. I'm interested in both Seattle games, primarily because I'm really interested in what this means for Ladero after a couple of 
he had he didn't start these last two games, just kind of getting eased back in. Does that mean we'll see more of him, and does that make him an awesome differential pick this round? I'm hoping more of that comes very I soon. I think he'll start one. Okay. That, is what, I but say I, that could be enough. Panda? 90 minutes total over the two games is probably realistic. Mm-hmm. Could be. Maybe. We'll see. But I'm interested but in seeing yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that to get some Ladero form back is definitely also good scouting just for the rest of us for the rest of the season. So that, that's the one I'm definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to. And, of course, I'll just throw it out there. New England, Cincinnati, for completely opposite reasons of what I said before, is because I think they could definitely decimate Cincinnati, and that could be some good fantasy points right there. Hashtag fantasy fan realist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good for you. Isaac, what about you? Uh, I'm also on that SKC versus Portland game. I think the result yeah. in Portland last night had, I mean, Seattle attack is great, right? But that thing, I think had a lot more to do with Portland defense being so, so very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you take a team that likes to rotate on the road to Kansas, who's running hot right now, has, has three of the best attackers up top. Like there's no wrong pick from Kansas City right now in those top three, I think. Yeah. So pick, pick whichever one or two you like, and you're, you're going to get points. Because if one does well, another one's probably doing well is, you know, on top of that. Shallowy gets a goal, Russell gets the assist. Galito gets the goal, Shallowy gets the assist. Like, they all keep building off of each other, and it's, it's great fantasy. Hermes is a terrible rotator, though, as a small asterisk yes. to your joy. Because I share your joy, and then in the back of my head I hear, Hermes likes to rotate, Hermes likes to rotate. Well, Arguably, that's the game I want the Kansas attackers for, so I'm just going to go with whoever is starting that game because Minnesota defense, even though it's exploitable, has been pretty strong on the road, and I would think Vermees is going to say, we can get all three points at home, and we'll be fine with the draw in Minnesota and some rotation. That's, but I'm not a coach. so. Uh, and then I'm also looking forward to the Revs versus anybody because chances are I've got at least two Revs on my fantasy team, so I'm going to want to watch. <laughs> they just, they've, been, they've been that good this year. Yeah. And uh, I'm... I'm very curious to see what Miami does this week. Not for fantasy. I'm not touching them for fantasy yet. But they're they've got really good matchups. Two home games against arguably the worst road defenses in the Eastern Conference, Toronto and Chicago. So if Miami does not take away all six points here and lights up the the scoreboard, like there's there's it's just just get rid of them, relegate them. <laughs> no, it, introduce it just to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there, and we can talk about this in our switcheroo section for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're outside of Champions League and looking for a way in, mm-hmm. Miami is one of those teams that I am looking at. Does Gonzalo Higuain get a brace in one of these two games? Like, these matchups are tempting. If I think he's got it, is that a way you can make up some ground at the forward position? Like, there's we've got these questions coming up, and I – Miami is definitely an interesting one mm. to watch this week, and I think they are fantasy viable if you need to make up ground. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, let's stop talking about games and start talking about players. Let's start out with keepers, defenders, and clean sheet chances. Blaine. Yeah, clean sheets this week were tough. Um, like New England and Philly being on double home always comes up. Philly's defense is really strong now that Blake's back. I think they can keep a clean sheet on anybody. But the question is, will they? They've given up a few goals. It's just, I like those two. There's some other ones that I'll let other people talk about a little bit more. Just because I'm not seeing a ton of clean sheets this week. I'm not seeing clean sheets this year at all, really. 
Um, but given those names, um, I'm kind of rolling. I want to see if Klinsman starts. I think Klinsman on the front end would be really good. And then I'm looking at Blake. Um, it's between Blake and Turner, really, for the keeper spot. I'm just looking at Blake. I just got a feeling this week. Um, plus, I'm going to go with Jones for New England as one of my defenders. He's been finding the assists a lot more lately. I think he's the hot he's the hot player right this minute, so I'm going to run with him. Um, I like Wagner for Philly as well. He's been getting in on the offense. If you got two shots at it with an offensive-minded guy like him, you go with it. And then I've got Zussi in there. I'm dumping Fontas for the first time in weeks and going Zussi on wow. this one. Um, pending that first game lineup, if it looks like they're going to go full strength, I want Zussi for the offensive potential versus Portland more than I want Fontas's defensive bonus points. Uh, Zussi against LAFC had two assists and I think got a 14 that night. Um, and he almost had a third assist other than that weird collision incident. Like he put the ball right there for it. Um, Zussi is an assist machine in the, in the right circumstances. And I just see it. And then fourth guy on my list that I'm just going to throw out there. Cause I didn't see anybody else that had him is I really like Gutman for uh, New York Red Bulls. Just Earned a penalty last week, been picking up some bonus points. Gets a little bit involved in the attack. He's getting the Madranda clean sheet periodically because I don't think he's quite 90 minutes fit. He's about a 70-minute guy, so rotation risk. But when he's starting, he is getting results, and he has all season. The only reason he didn't start was he got injured. And so if he's healthy and ready to go, I think he's one of those guys that has to be on the radar. And Red Bulls have two home games, so I expect him to go. He hasn't been – he hasn't been – Sub, or starting on the bench lately he started every game just he's a he's a 70 minute guy right now and that's not all bad in a double game week when you start giving up goals late and everything if you can get off the field before the goal comes in and i just i've been getting good results from him in draft and he's one of those guys i grabbed him a couple weeks ago for fantasy and he's definitely in my rotation right now yeah former fc cincinnati player and if you're worried about duncan could be a good good one to go to Ashley. Yeah, I also struggled to like jump out and definitively say this is a clean sheet 100% except for New England. Like I'm I'm kind of just throwing stuff at the wall with the, my other guesses. I feel like Colorado could grab one, I feel like RSL could grab one. Um I did look this up right before we started Brian just put out his percentages and he's got New England, Austin, DC and Red Bull at the best odds of getting at least one clean sheet. So take that for what you will, he puts out great data. Definitely go look, look at his if you're wondering like I am. Um, for goalkeepers, I think I'm also going to do, you know, an L.A. or San Jose of the first games tomorrow. Um, and then depending on how that goes, flex to either RSL, not Colorado because that's the first game, um, or, or Melia. Um, Melia has let me down a little bit this, this year, but I don't want to – have one of my spots be an SKC defender um, just because, like I said, I worry about rotation. Um, the defenders that I'm looking at are Araujo slash Nathan. It's weird to say that together, but I feel like they are a similar in a sense. They've been, been producing similar points lately. I like Araujo for um, his offensive bonus point potential more than his shutout potential. Um, but in, he's also a massive hothead, and every time I watch him, I worry about a red card. Um, so I, I hesitate to throw him on my team a lot this year, but I think he's a good shot this week. 
Um, I go back and forth between D. Jones by and Farrell for New England. I think you could make a case for either of the three. Um, I'm leaning towards Jones this week, not just because he got an assist last week. I just I feel like the matchups bode better for him or for By than for Farrell, even though Farrell has been very consistent with his bonus points. Um, I'm also falling into the Wagner camp. I feel like it's a safe pick, and that's what makes me not want to do it. I'm not close enough. I'm close, but not close enough to get into Champions League this round, so I don't really need to throw it at the wall. Um, and then I'm also considering Herrera for RSL. He looked so good down that right-hand side at home for them this week. He has a lot. Um, I don't think that Houston can do a good job containing him. Um, and then who's their other matchup? Either way. Colorado on the road. Yeah. yeah Rocky Mountain Derby. Yeah, yeah Rocky Mountain I, I feel a little less excited about. But the game that they have against Houston, I just feel like he's got a pretty good shout. Um so I'm I'm definitely considering having him in my team. Isaac, uh, I don't have much to add on all of that. Uh, like it's it's a difficult week for clean sheets. It's a difficult week for any pick, honestly. Like I think my my big issue with double game weeks this year, I've seemed to do worse than those in single game weeks. I think because I try to play too careful. I try to find who's who's got the two good matchups as opposed to who's got one great matchup and who cares about the other one. Uh, in that regard, I think RSL's first game is like that. That just seems like a no-brainer for a clean sheet there. I had Herrera this last match against Austin, uh, so that was good for me. I like Philadelphia's second game more, but I kind of think New York City might do some more rotation for that midweek game against Philadelphia because New York City tends to rotate a bit in double game weeks and save their their uh, strongest players for the the Hudson River Derby. Uh, so I like Wagner. It's hard to pass on a fullback on set pieces. That's really that's why you take Wagner. But after hearing everyone else talk, I, I think I might bail on Wagner after seeing Glesnitz was on yellow card watch. Because if he's not there for the second game, I, I, I'm not confident in a clean sheet. That's and I, I like the Gutman yeah, I like the Gutman shout. Uh, and uh, I think I might go Zussi over Fontas now. <laughs> Blaine made some very good points there. Yeah, I'm looking at that uh, as well. And I'm also, yeah, as far as keepers, I'm probably on Marchinkowski over whoever starts for Galaxy. Because my issue with Galaxy is I would, if they don't get a clean sheet that first game, I almost would want to keep him for the second because that's arguably the better matchup. And that leaves you with Vermeer as your backup keeper? No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> whereas with Marchinkowski, I'd be totally fine bailing to a, another double game with keeper if they don't get the clean to that first game, which would probably be Turner, if only because Glesnitz is on that yellow card watch for Philadelphia. Otherwise, yeah. I'd probably go blank. Yeah, let's talk chalk, uh, which, ooh, that's a good that's a good title for that segment. I like that. <laughs> Write that one down. Let's talk chalk. Yeah, Turner. Talk chalk. Turner, uh, Markowski, I think, is definitely going to be the chalk keeper pick. Cheap keeper combination this week. I like it as well. Uh, I know I said at the beginning, maybe I, maybe I was teasing up a Klinsman pick or something, but uh, I, I'm really worried about Colorado. I'm really interested in seeing how L.A. happens. Uh, I, I do like like that enough to maybe have a, to have Araujo on my bench, potentially. I have him right there right now. Uh, but I think San Jose is that safer game, especially if Minnesota doesn't have everything back. So I do have Turner on the field, and... Um, uh, Markinkowski on my bench for that keeper group. Otherwise, you guys have touched on a lot of the players that I've been looking at as well. Um, the way I have it set up right now is I do have Herrera, and the reason I have I have Nathan on my bench and I have Araujo on my bench. The reason I have this is because if you are trying to get some switcheroo-ish type things going, you're going to want RSL players. Uh, I told you you wanted Houston players if you want to be able to have scrubs, if you want to be able to have active players you're going to want to look at rsl because they play at 10 o'clock so you're going to get to see not 
every game, but you'll get to see a lot of most of the games before players are going to lock for RSL. So you can, if you have guys on your bench, especially if you have guys who are playing on Tuesday, you'll get to see their results and decide if you want to keep an RSL player or somebody else. If you want to have Zussi on your bench, they play at 8.30. So you'll get to see a good hour of that game before you decide, well, maybe maybe there's a goal that scores. You're like, yeah, bail on Zussi, uh, have him on my bench, let's roll, keep keep an RSL guy. Or Zussi gets a brace, like, ah, take Herrera out and put in a scrub. There we go. I'm going to get those points from Zussi off my bench. So you, you've got, you have a lot of flexibility with RSL players at all the positions. Um, and, and that's why I do like RSL in your team this week because it can really help you uh, make up from a bench play that may not work out so so well for you. So uh, I do like that. Otherwise, yeah, you guys hit a lot of the high points. Uh, I'm trying to think, check my notes real quick to see if there's anybody else I had. Uh, I guess the one I will mention, Matt Beasler. I don't know, maybe if you want to go with with Austin. Um, it's really because Cascante got that red. I, I'm not as hyped on AT on uh, Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. It's it's more that that Austin Vancouver game. Maybe that's probably the best shot, but uh, just, and, and Portland, as bad as they are, always seem to manage to find at least one goal. Yeah, so I'm just I'm, these are great, great for bonus points though. Vancouver too, right? And as soon as you bet against yeah. them, score three. I mean, Beaser's probably good for a five or six at least with uh, how many passes he gets. So not a bad shout, but I see him more as kind of like that, depending on the timing, you could use him like you would an RSL defender as a potential scrub candidate for for bench play. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Well, let's move on to midfielders. Ashley, who do you like? Um, This was a lot for me. And I kind of talked about it before we started. I I feel like my list was originally 12, and I've just kind of... (laughs) Pointed down to, to what I thought might might hit. Um, I like Rusnak for RSL. I've been fading to him over Krylak a little. He's been really hitting a group. When you watch them, you see him more as well um, than you were in the beginning of the year. So I, I like him this week. Um, I also like Barco. He's one of the players I'm least worried about rotation for Atlanta. Um, they seem to be, you know, he was the one that didn't get subbed out this last week. He's young. He's off Olympics. Um, or no, was that what it was? What was he gone for? It was Olympics, right? He was gone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also giving a shout to Price from Colorado. Um, I'm kind of going to watch that game for rotation. I've also considered Mark Anthony K, but I don't think he'll go both. Um, I like an angry player. Like I always want to pick up someone that just got <laughs> traded and is super pissed off about it. And I feel like um, everything Mark Anthony K went through at the Gold Cup and then getting traded in the middle of it. Um, I just find him appealing <laughs> to pick up. Um, but I just don't know how much they'll play him. If I see him starting, I might swap um, him for Jack Price, but that's just kind of something I'm playing by ear. And then I'm getting more and more talked into Reynoso. When I looked at the games without thinking a ton about it, he didn't pop out to me. Um, and maybe someone, one of you guys who picked him up instinctually could, could kind of elaborate more. But I do see the appeal with him. Five is not his norm. He's carrying a lot of the weight. He does some amazingly beautiful things on the ball. They just didn't fall for him this week at home. Um, but like I said, he's someone I think I probably should have. But with the matchups, he wasn't a name that popped up to me right away. All right, Isaac. 
Right, I mean, uh, I could probably elaborate a little bit on Reynoso. It's really just because he is that number 10 classic, on the ball all the time, does all the things, almost Ladero-esque. Um, but, I mean, he's not going to be as effective without those other attackers, but he still has decent bonus point production. Uh, he's on all set pieces. So, really, all you need is for one of those shots to connect, and you've got a double-digit week for Reynoso. So it's more of an opportunity play. He has a lot of opportunity this week, even if the matchups aren't necessarily ideal. It's kind of like, would you still take heel if Buxa or Bo weren't playing? If he just had a bunch of, you know, B-teamers, you, you still would. Even if they don't score, you, heel and Reynoso are going to get you decent scores. Uh, I'm also on Jack Price. Um, just he's on all those set pieces and corners. And uh, Galaxy, even though they look to be improving, uh, they're still probably exploitable in defense. And it's really more for the madness of the Rocky Mountain Derby there, the so-called rivalry, because that game is always nuts. Look at the history. Uh, I think, like, in the last six meetings, there's been at least four goals in that matchup. Uh, so that's why I've also got Ruzanak on my list. It was more for the first match, but because normally Ruzanak disappears on the road, but I also agree with Ashley. Like, he looks so much better these last couple of weeks. Um, he's getting that bonus point production we're used to seeing. And, yeah, there's just a high ceiling for Ruznak this week. But I'm also seeing him as a potential scrub if all of my bench players hit. Because do I need him? Not necessarily. Could be a good play, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if I let him go. And then uh, the rest of my mids are probably going to be on my bench. So we'll get that into the switcheroo section. Blaine. Yeah, so champ I'm thinking Champions League here, and I'm on the outside looking in at the moment, so i got to make some moves. And so this this week's really interesting. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, Moreno for Atlanta was one of the first guys I added. Um, he has averaged double digits in the last three weeks. Um, he is on yellow card warning, but their first game is versus Toronto at home. Uh, if he's going to have a good game, that's it. And who cares if he misses the second game with the yellow card? If he gets the first game where he won it, that's the game I want. I'm willing to risk it on the yellow card warning and see what happens. I've got to make up ground, so I've really got nothing to lose in Champions League right here. And if he gets another double-digit week, and I know a lot of people are overlooking him, great, more powerful, more for me on that one. I know there's some other names that are out there. I think he and Jack Price are opposite sides of the same coin. Jack Price has had one double-digit week all season long. But he's average. most of his weeks are seven, eight, or nine. Like, he is so good at keeping that floor. He is such a power player in that position. <clears throat> you just, you're not going to make up ground going with him. You're just not going to lose ground on it. So if you're in Champions League looking to hold it, by all means, take Jack Price. If you're trying to make up ground, do not take Jack Price. I want to love Jack Price, <laughs> but I can't. I mean, he is a defensive mid. He's just one of those exceptions like Gregus was. He's getting some good points, but his ceiling is still so much lower than these other guys. If you're making up ground, you can't go with him, but if you're trying to protect your spot, he's a he's honestly a must-own at this point with the double game week and not being on yellow card warning. Other two guys I have starting, I do have Rusnak. I think he's just – he's he, the Houston matchup is just too good to overlook. Now, if all three bench players hit, he is a sacrificial lamb that's going to go out. It doesn't matter if he gets a 14. If I'm looking at, at all 10s on my bench, I'm not giving up a 10 just for the potential of four more points there. Um, and then I like Mihailovic. Um, the Cincy game is, is really tasty. It's, it's a good one on the front end. 
he's had some good scores. I think if I'm going to make up ground, I'm going to have to do it there. And so my two bench plays are this, the kind of the safer options. I've got Buchanan on the bench. Uh, I think he's just going to stay there for quite a while. Uh, sevens and eights as a bench player is solid for me. And then I've also got Reynoso on the bench. I do think he's got the potential to break out of there, but I'm worried about that four or five and what rotation is going to happen, uh, what he's going to run into defensively. I haven't gotten to watch San Jose play with Nathan. I don't know how much stronger they are. That's kind of a wild card for me. Um, if they're as good as people are talking about them being with Nathan, this could be a real a trap game for Minnesota. So Reynoso has gone to the bench. Sporting's another one of those. They usually give up a goal, but they don't give up a lot of good opportunities when they give up that goal. So it's I, I just don't know if he's going to have one of those four and six point weeks or if he's going to go off. So he's on the bench for me this week because I think the other guys have a lot higher ceiling and a lot more potential starting. And I've got to make up ground, so I can afford to do that this week. And if Reynoso goes off, I've got him on the bench, and um, Rusnak can come out if he really does hit in that first game. I'm just I'm not sold on him, but I don't have a lot of better options either to turn to. Yeah, you guys again have touched on pretty much everything that I have. I mentioned earlier I, I have Ladero right now just because I'm I'm interested in seeing. But that it's it's going to be Ladera or or Jean Paolo. I'm kind of like I like one of the Cincinnati or sorry one of the Seattle players right there. Well, I was I was reading chat where they were talking about Lucho and I was like no, uh, so I had that in my mind. Uh, but Dallas hasn't been amazing, so I can see that being a decent shot for Seattle on the road. And then Columbus has also been leaky. So like if we're talking road teams, I saw someone mention Stojanovic in in the chat. No, not for Chicago. Maybe there's something to potential against Montreal with Chicago, but when you're going down against Orlando, I think that's going to be this. It's tougher. I think they're way better home or home away rotations that you have than go, looking at something like Chicago. But if we're looking at a double away team, I mean, it's not bad for Seattle right there. They'll likely be rotation. Maybe we'll see the Seattle Sounders three team rolled out again for for part of this. We're going to see rotation and crazy stat. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Hit me. They said that Seattle is winless in Dallas in 10. I did not know that. That's yes. that's a very in interesting Dallas, stat. Winless in Dallas. Dallas is tough in Seattle for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that they won't put a goal in or two. Yeah, we'll but see. they're winless that's right. in Dallas. I don't have to 10. win. I just need points. Sure. Yeah. So, and then right. I... The game that I like for them, if that's what you're looking at, is the Columbus game. Yeah. They're super pissed and got very embarrassed, and they're riding a little bit of a better wave. They hate Caleb Porter. That game appeals to me a little bit more. Um, the da- Dallas is always a trap for Seattle. Oh, and I, again, they're gonna rotate. You're gonna. I don't know that JP starts both. I don't know where they'll put Nico. Rui Diaz is probably your only sure bet to do both. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Schmetzer does Bill Bruin and Freddie Montero and just messes with all of us. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, the the only player I'm 100 percent sure starts both games and, and goes 90 is Christian Roldan. Yeah, absolutely. There go. I mean, I like Blaine. I'm on the outside looking in, so I don't care to do something crazy with Ladero this weekend and just kind of see what happens for the fun of it. I, I do like that. Uh, but I mean, again, I have Rusnak down there, but I also have a scrub player from LA right here, uh, just so I can preview some games. If I if I, if I you want to scrub that out? I like it with Nani. That's the one we haven't really talked about a whole lot. Uh, I like the second. I like the second game better uh, for Nani, so that that could be a good shout there. Uh, 
But who knows, maybe I will just go completely crazy and embrace being on the outside looking in and throw in Lucho Acasta. Who, who knows? Who knows? Uh, probably not, but, but we'll see. But yeah, I think you guys covered all, all the top ones right there. Go Barrios. Chat. Mm. No. Uh, hey, I also have a no Barrios rule. There we go. See? I've... Yeah, I've played fantasy long enough to know you never play Barrios. Exactly. See this man. Never, he knows. Never does it when you pick him. Never. No matter who yep. you want. That's right. And when he does do it, that's my gift to everyone. You're welcome. Yeah. There we I'm go. I'm just going to have to take him in draft one year and just to have him to see how it works. Yeah. You, you never know. You never know. I won't have him, so they, it'll work well for you. All right, let's talk about forwards. Isaac, who do you like? I'm sure everyone has Bo. Uh, just two really good matchups for the Revolution, and he's on all set pieces with Heel out out in Spain or wherever he's at. Uh, and anytime you can get a forward who is a playmaker like that, that's that's usually uh, a boon for fantasy. It means a higher floor, it means less risk. You're not going to have those twos or threes like some of the other strikers. And then he's also uh, second in the Golden Boot race right now. So, I mean, you got to go with both. And then I'm going to start whichever two uh, Kansas City forwards start against Portland that look good. I almost thought about tripling up, but then I thought maybe there's rotation and you can't pass on Bell. But my initial thought in my first draft was like, do I really do I do a Kansas City triple up up top? It looks good on my on my fantasy draft page, but just that, that seems a little bit too much. And that's pretty much it. I haven't really considered anyone else. If for whatever reason, uh, only one of Polito, Shallowy, and Russell start against Portland, I might pivot to Cecilio Dominguez for uh, for Austin, or maybe even Caicedo for Vancouver. Uh, just because they're both on set pieces, that game probably has goals in it, and it just means lack of planning on my part. So I'll take the hit. <laughs> Blaine. The eyeball wasn't to your choice. It was just to those players. I, yeah. I mean, Panda, are we going to have to revoke your Seattle card here? No. I mean, you you okay, guys are well, supposed to hate Kansas City. You can't double or triple up here. You just can't do it. Okay, there there is there is hating a team in real life when you play against each other, and there is knowing when there's fantasy opportunity, and there is a lot of fantasy opportunity. I'm more loyal to my fantasy points than I am to any any hatred of any other team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just glad I'm not the only one that's just crazy. Um, it it's Bo Shallowy and Polito. Uh, yep. As long as they start, um, Polito's the one I'm worried about. Shallowy's young and fearless, and play and playing all the time. I, I don't worry about him rotating as much. If Polito is out, and that's my big concern, I don't like that second game at Minnesota for Sporting as much. I I can't I can't justifiably say based on numbers that you should dump Polito if he's not starting game one. He can come in at the 60th minute and still score a goal or a brace or whatever and have a fantastic run. And then you gotta you got to look at the history. Sporting has been shut out exactly twice on the season. One was early on against Houston, and it was one of those weird games, and Russell went down at the 20th minute. Shallowy subbed in for Russell. It was one of the few games Shallowy didn't start on the season. And we just never could get anything going. Zussi was out. It was Lindsay still. I, it just... It was a weird time for the team. And the other one was uh, last week against Colorado or two weeks ago against Colorado when they heavily rotated everybody. I mean, it was like, so you you go with your primary core. Sporting has only been shut out once with their primary core on the field. Mm -hmm. They are second in the league, I think, 
maybe first now after the weekend. I don't know. They're, they're up there neck and neck with New England for goals scored on the season. It is so hard to say, oh, yeah, if one of the guys is not starting, I'm going to bench him because he's going to play the next game if he doesn't start that one. So the only reason I would dump Polito is if I really don't like what I'm seeing and I don't like that second game. And I'm probably going to CJ Sapong on a single game week at that point. I am trying to make up ground. This is Orlando. Orlando is hit or miss. It's a home game for Nashville. They're playing well. I will. I got to make up ground. I think CJ is one of those differential picks for me this week that could come up huge. I'm also looking at that 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock central time. So your 8, 9 o'clock time slot for your eastern time people. Um, my forward options get really limited there because you're going to see uh, Cincinnati in it before everything's going to be locked out. I mean, I guess you could go Kamala, who's taking PKs, but I'm just not sold on Red Bull attackers getting two goals. I'm looking for multiple stuff. I guess you could go back to Rui Diaz with Dallas. That's kind of your fallback for Polito, I guess, if he's not starting and you don't want to take the risk on the second game. But I'd rather take CJ at home over Rui Diaz this week. Ashley. I like it. Um, I'm also doing Charlie Bo, and then considering Polito, I, I worry, as I've said 15 times, I worry about rotation with sporting on a double game week. Um, and so I think it lineup dependent. I'm also considering Yosef. Um, I worry about him going both, but I like the matchups. I like at home against Toronto. Um, I like how hungry he is. That's something that, that I take into consideration sometimes with these strikers. I think that Rui Diaz or Ola Kamara are decent shouts if you get scared out of two SKC strikers this week and you want to rotate someone in. Um, I think Ola Kamara's been getting a little overlooked. I think that he has some decent um, matches this week. New England isn't the, they're winning, but they're not always posting shutouts lately. I think that that's attainable. Um, and then at home against Atlanta, that DC historically has had Atlanta's number. That doesn't always mean something. Um, especially this season, but that's something I'm paying attention to as a, as a backup striker. I think it's hard to walk away from two SKC strikers this week, um, but I like to know what my fallback will be <laughs> if I if I can. Um, like I said earlier, I think that Rui Diaz will play both. He's always has some sort of knock that you don't know about until he posts about it on Instagram. So I don't know if he will. Um, but if he's He's one like Christian Roldan. I think if he's fit enough to do it, they'll do it. He wants that golden boot. He's on a hot scoring streak. Um, I could see him picking apart either of those defenses, but he's not my one of my top three choices this week. It would just be, um, you know, based on the lineups of, of SKC and if I needed to throw somebody else in. Uh, well, for me, I have the same lineup that, that Ashley was just talking about. I, I have uh, Bo Shallowy and J-Mart. Uh, for the same reasons, I, I, I like those matchups. Uh, I like his hunger. Uh, I like the youth of Shalloway, like Blaine was talking about, and I just like the quality uh, of Bo. Um, so that was fairly easy for me. Um, I didn't even think about doubling up with Seattle because I just I just liked that three lineup right there, and I uh, just rolled with it. So yeah. Let's move on now to switcheroo options, Ashley. Yeah, I they, we someone said it in chat, and I definitely thought about it this week when I was first making my team. I think Stojanovic is not the worst switcheroo option. Um, I just think that there are some other 
midfielders with better matchups this week that I like more than him. Um, I don't know that he's like a desperate trying to get in the Champions League play pick, but I think he is a is a decent differential. Um, just because Chicago seems to kind of be finding a rhythm, and home and away for them don't seem to matter. Like there's there's no consistency with them when it comes to home and away. So I take that into consideration for fantasy. Um, I have pause as a switcher option, but I also just think he's a trap pick. I, I worry that he won't go both. Uh, you know, Toronto's been kind of inconsistent. He hasn't, but Toronto has. Um, so I just don't know if, if he's someone I, I'm willing to pick up again with so many other options. But if I did, he'd be a, he'd be a switcher pick. Um, I talked about Ola a little bit. I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I'm also very cautiously considering someone from the ATX midfield, which have never done exceptionally well. Diego Fagundes was one of the only ones that had a streak of any type. I don't love Pochettino, um, but at like I said earlier, at home against a kind of leaky Portland and a kind of leaky Vancouver, I don't know that I trust them for a shutout, but I think someone from that midfield or the striking pair might hit. Um, it's just hard to know who, and they're kind of a waste of a spot. And then I, from watching, although I like Panda will not be picking any of them up, I think that Lewis Morgan for Miami is a decent look if you're trying to do something different this week. Um, they do have two home games, which has arguably been their worst place to play, but whatever. Um, but he has been running around like a madman. He's taking some set pieces. He's taking the corner kicks. He's super cheap. If that still matters to you, I don't know if it does. Um, but I think if you are just looking for a differential and it doesn't really matter where you end up this week, I think that that Morgan for Miami might might be a decent shot. All right, Blaine. Yeah, this. Uh, I'll stand by my typical statement of don't do switcheroos in big double game weeks. I think you're throwing away your money. Uh, but so a couple of those guys that are kind of on the outside looking in at my roster that I think should be highlighted. And if you're a switcheroo person, this is the type of games to look at. Uh, Gutman's my number one defender on the switcheroo. Um, I think if you're if you're playing with it, there's some good options late, especially looking at RSL. But I think Gutman plays early enough. You can get him before something like that. Um, Gressel and Ola Kamara are two of those guys that they're playing the second game of the week. If you're going to switcheroo this week, that's a great opportunity to do that. I think they're both solid shouts for just having a decent week. The matchups look okay. I don't necessarily like the New England game as much. But New England isn't some lockdown team either that just doesn't give up goals. They do give up a few goals. And DC's attack has looked really, really good at times. And if you're going to go DC, you're kind of looking at that second game versus Atlanta anyway. And those guys are on the outside looking in for me. I, if I, I may retool to try to fit Gressel in just because I think he's one of those players that could have a monster week and only a half a percentage of the players are going to take him. If that, like he's going to, the guys that are taking him are either going to be crying or they're going to have just a monster week. And I think it's a risk you could easily fit into any lineup. And I'm, I'm toying with that one. And then as I said earlier, I think Iguain is one of those differential forwards. If you're really trying to make up ground, you're looking for a brace in one of these games. And I'm not seeing a ton of braces in this week, the way it's lined up. Just looking through all the games, I don't see a spot where I, I see somebody getting two goals easily. Um, there's definitely possibilities. We're talking about Sporting beating up on Portland if they run out of full-strength lineup. 
Seattle's playing both on the road, and they've got they've got two halfway decent teams. Dallas is one of those weird wild card teams that just beats up on the on the heavy hitters and then lays an egg against the weaker teams. I just I'm not seeing a spot where I like where I'm con, con, consistently seeing two goals from a forward outside of the guys we've talked about with Sporting and Bo. So if you think about it, Iguain may be your two-goal differential type of player as a switcheroo option and see what happens. And it's just Those are the guys on the outside looking in for me, but I think this is a good spot, place to highlight them for you if you're trying to make up ground or just want to do something a little different. That's where I'm at. Isaac? Uh, for my switches, like I kind of agree with, with Blaine about trying to do switches on massive double games like this is, is kind of a waste, uh, mostly because it's just a massive headache to try and figure out. So the way I look at it is it's more mitigating risk. Like I'm using Nathan, I'm putting Nathan on my bench yeah. uh, because if he doesn't do anything I want game one, I can find path into a different player. I get two more chances. Uh, I'm also putting Barco on my, my bench just because I like the matchups for Atlanta. Um, I think, I don't, I kind of like uh, the argument for Moreno as well, even though it's probably just the one game if you get to yellow. Uh, but it's really more for the timing there, because if I don't like what he does the first game, I still want to see the second game, but I'm willing to let him fight with another bench player for the last spot on my, my roster. And then for my last bench spot, it's going to be a mid, and I've got a list of like a dozen people. I, I kind of want a galaxy mid, but who knows where the goals are coming from right now. Uh, Ravellison looks probably the safest for two starts. Uh, he's got a decent floor, so he's probably the safest pick, but there's nothing safe in fantasy. <laughs> um, I like Alvarez, Efra, there. He's been playing really well. I almost picked him up last double game week when I saw him starting because I figured without Leggett or, or Dos Santos or Vasquez, he was going to be on set pieces, and he was, and he put up a 10, and I'm like, ah, that's a missed opportunity. Yep. Uh, but I'm not sure he starts both, so that's that's who knows what's going on with that midfield. Uh, Paz or Soteldo also maybe worth a look. Uh, Lucho's on my list. Zella, Nani. If Nani doesn't start against uh, Nashville, I almost want him more because you want him rested for that game against Chicago at home. Uh, and that's probably the way I would go. Uh, I've got JP or Lodi. I've also got Morgan on my list. And then if none of those look good to me, I'm going to go with Mukhtar because he has just been fantasy gold at home. So what if it's one game? Orlando rotates on the road. He's, he's, he's worth a look for sure. That is the beauty of this new system with the best game of the home in a way with a double or just the best double game. One single game week teams can totally be viable. Totally be viable. Uh, I think you guys had a very comprehensive list, so I don't have anything to add here. So let's just talk captains. Blaine. Yeah, this is uh, this is make or break week. So I know there's one name that's coming up. I just don't see it. So... I'm going shallowly. I think if you go you go bigger, you go home. He's he's putting up consistent seven, eight, nines, uh, with the occasional ten and fourteen thrown in there. I just I don't see it. I I want to see that game. I just I think I'm gonna go all out on it. I the timing on this sucks though. That's the problem. Uh, Mike, I'm trying to make up ground. I don't want to go with the other ones. Um, depending on what I see in rotation in that first game. Moreno is on my radar as that first game captain. It's early, so I wouldn't have... I don't have a ton of opportunity to make changes. That's a that's a 7 o'clock Eastern game. It's just going to be so hard. I'm giving up on so many late games that I think are a little bit better. 
But if I wanted a mid, I'd go there. And if for whatever reason, Sporting is super heavily rotated, I will probably fall back to Rusnak versus Houston. I think that's a safe spot to throw the captain's armband. I don't trust Houston at all. I think that's a safe spot, but I really want it on Shallowy, and I'm looking for that 14, 15 points from him in one of those and just try to steal some points on a, a massive differential forward captain this week. Blaine, just go totally differential then and go with Brenner. <laughs> differential, not crazy. Ah, fair, fair. Ashley. Oh, sorry. Panda. Blaine. No. Ah! What just happened? Oh, I got I got completely uh, I got lost in the joke. You got it right. I did. I yeah, did. I'm going, I, with, with, uh, going with El Pantera, Gustavo Bo. Uh, just he's got a great floor. He's got good matchups. He's a goal scoring threat. Uh, just it's hard to pass. Uh, if for whatever reason he doesn't start on midweek, I don't expect it uh, at all because just because uh, Bruce Arena tends to run his players into the ground. So Bo's probably going 180 this week unless he gets injured, then I, I really love that shout about, I would go, I'd move to an SKC forward, uh, whichever one just shouts out at me for that match against Portland. I honestly don't think there's a wrong answer there, but to go extra differential, it'd probably be Russell, because I love Russell. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Now, Ashley. Uh, I wrote no one, and I kind of meant it, because I, kind of like last week, like a lot of people that I listen to or pay attention to, Captain Reynoso, and I just didn't feel it. But I did it because I was like, it makes sense. I could see it. Like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing, but there's something here that people that I trust and respect see that I'm not seeing, so I'll do it because I was trying to make up ground, like, stay kind of on pace in Champions League. Um, I feel like that a little bit about Bo this week, but I, I more than Reynoso last week, I see, I see the argument for it. Two home games. DC, Cincinnati, those are good matchups. Heel not there, hasn't really affected him. Um, I just, I struggled to do it when I first made my team, I put it on Shallowy. Um, just because that's what jumped out to me as the most likelihood for repeat point performances. Um, but I don't like that second game as much. If there's a rotation issue, like Wayne said, I don't love any option to put it on anybody else afterwards. Um, I think if you need to roll the dice, a sporting forward is the way to go. I think I'll probably end up putting it on Bo because I can't get into Champions League this week unless everyone ahead of me does a horrible job, which I don't anticipate. So um, I don't really need to gamble as much because it's not quite in my reach. But I think either of those is is a decent shout after Easton. After Easton, of course. Uh, for me, I have it on Bo. Uh, after that, I'd probably go shallowly. You guys make a good point for that. Uh, but right now, I have it on Bo. So... I think we've covered that pretty well. Ashley, you make you make a great point, and this is why I said I'm ignoring the obvious one, is I, I'm getting the sense that everybody's kind of leaning towards Bo this week. And my problem is Bo, he's got two double-digit weeks all season. He's got a 15, and that included a brace. Everything else, 7, 8, 5, 8 for his last four games. Like, I... If you're in Champions League, if you're in that spot and you're trying to defend, yeah, I think Bo is a great shout to try to hold your position, but I don't think he's going to move. And I just, other than a couple of weeks where he gets a brace or a goal and an assist, he's getting on the score sheet one time. It's either a goal or an assist. It's not a ton. That's why I go over to Shallowy, who has goals and assists both 
at multiple times this year. He's gotten the double digits when he's played several times. I mean, what, I think he's got five double-digit games on the season. Like, I, I, I'm seeing more upside there, and I'm liking that Portland game for a brace. I'm looking for what's that one score. Yeah, now, if this was old old rules and you were counting both games, yeah, Bo is an obvious safe pick. Go get a goal in each game and you're done. Like, you, it's hard to argue with the seven and an eight combined. But when you're talking about it being a seven or an eight versus a guy like Shallowy who has a goal and an assist in his last two starts, I mean, that's eight points right there. That's what Bo does regularly. Like, it, it, it's really hard. And that's why I'm also looking at Moreno because, okay, he got a five last week for LAFC, but before that he had a 16, a 10, and a 10. And that included a goal in each with no assist. That's three goals on three games. But he's picking up, what, he picked up three bonus points in the first two and a crap ton in the next one. It's just, I I, I like the bow shout, but I don't like it. And that's why I said I was going to ignore an obvious one, and I didn't want to say the name before everybody could talk about him. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, if you're defending your Champions League spot, by all means, it's a safe pick to go with. But I think you're giving up points if you do that. It's the same with Reynoso last week. I'm with you, Ashley. It was... Yeah. He was that guy that it's like everything in my head is telling me this is the right pick to make. But when you actually saw the game, it's like this was a horrible pick because there was no upside after that. There were other guys that did so much more that we saw doing more. It's just, yeah, it's one of those it's hard to tell. And we could be talking completely different if Ray had gotten a goal or an assist on that one. We're talking about a completely different week. But I want more than an eight from my captain, and that's what Bo has been doing lately. I want that chance at getting double digits from my captain pick, and I just don't see it in Bo right now. I know these are two good games, but we go back to that double game week misnomer that it's not double your average, it's 1.5 times your average. That doesn't bode well for a Bo captain pick here. That's fair. No, good points, good points. Uh, well, who are you thinking for your captain? Who are you thinking for your team? Uh, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, just at MLS Fancy Boss, at MLSFI, at, if you check out the, the stream to see everybody else's Twitter, or just, we're, we're out there. Just let us know what you're thinking. Uh, it's big, again, big double game week coming up. Everything starts on Tuesday, so be sure to have your team set, at least if you want players from LA Galaxy, Colorado Rapids, San Jose Earthquakes, or Minnesota United FC. Otherwise, you can wait till Wednesday. It's still pretty quick turnaround. You just got to be ready. So why not be ready on Tuesday? Uh, thank you, everyone who joined us tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, good luck. <laughs>